Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. I am so excited to Gordon have Gordon Garb on the show from TEDx Sunnyvale and maybe more importantly from TED. I mean that's that's where we met at, at somebody called it a Big TED. No, well we met before that in our computer animation days, right? Yeah. Yes. I yes. know. So why don't you tell tell that story real quickly? Um well, from 1982 to 1987, I worked in Los Angeles at a company called Digital Productions. Uh, we had a $10 million Cray supercomputer to do computer graphics and animation. Uh, our most famous work was the 1984 film, The Last Starfighter. Yep. And Mark, at the time, was working uh, developing computer animation tools at a company called Wavefront in Santa Barbara. Yep. So we knew each other through local SIGGRAPH, et cetera. Yep, yep. And now look at us. And that's yeah. what, you know, it was, it was animation that got me to TED, actually, uh, my first TED. And I'm curious, um, how, where, where's your TED origin story? How did you first get involved? Okay. Um, so in 1988, uh, uh, Apple wanted me to come up and help them uh, use their Cray supercomputer. And so I moved up to Silicon Valley and uh, the supercomputer was in the advanced technology group at Apple. And I met lots of very interesting people. Um, and one of those people um, later got involved helping out at TED uh, in 1997. And in 2001, he needed some help. Uh, and so he asked, uh, asked to, uh, for some help. And I said, sure. And so in, 19, in 2001, I went down to Monterey and helped out. Uh, with some of the networking computer logistics of the show. Uh, back then, Ted was still um, being run by Richard Saul Werman, the co-founder, and uh, everything was done by volunteers. Yep. And uh, so I was one of them doing computer stuff and um, have continued to be part of the the conference team doing pro bono work on computers and networks uh, to this day. Um, so if someone it, goes to Vancouver or they would have seen you in Long Beach or Monterey when you go to the help desk, that's right. once everything's all set up, then you, the IT you, desk. you, you yeah. guys kind of hang out at the, the help desk, which is really fun. Exactly. And exactly. how did you, how did you get involved with TEDx then? I mean, you, you, you know how much work it is to do a TED. What would cause yeah. you to do that? So I 
I love TED and I love the variety of speakers and, and uh, the wonderful attendees and the, the but and I and I my personality lends itself to helping uh, helping people set things up, helping at the IT help desk, etc. But what that means is that I don't really get a lot of time at TED to watch the talks. Oh, right. I can right. sometimes I can sometimes see them out of the corner of my eye on a monitor or I can sit in on half a session. But um, when TEDx started, I thought, oh, boy, oh, boy, I get to sit down <laughs> in the audience. And, okay. and uh, how did that decided, work out? <laughs> so I didn't get into the first one I applied to uh, TEDx San Francisco in 2009. Uh, they had a small venue and I couldn't fit. But I got in in 2010. Then I started helping out. Um, I was co-curator of TEDx San Jose in 2010. Um, and uh, then I said, this was an amazing experience. Right. Um, but I want to do something a little little smaller, a little less expensive, uh, a little less stressful. And so I started TEDx Sunnyvale. And, you know, there's so many different ways to do TEDx now. There's salons, TEDx women, TEDx youth, you know, so and there are some people that you know, it's all they do. Have you mm -hmm. done a youth or salon or anything like that? So, um, uh, anything like that? Yes. Um, uh, TEDx Sunnyvale has had two simulcast events of TEDx change back when, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation right. were doing that event. Right. Yep. Um, also in 2012, we did, TEDx Global Live. So we did oh, a simulcast nice. of that, and we were able to show one entire day, four sessions, oh, wow. um, and share that share that with our community. Um, and we made it very, very easy for people to attend. We said, look, we'll start the first session of the day at 10, the second at 12, the third at 4, oh, no, it was 12, 2, 4, and then um, at 7, we'll, we'll do the fourth one. And we invited people to show up for as many or as few of those as they could attend. You are you are known in the TEDx community as um, extremely helpful, but also you go to a lot of TEDx's, right? You're, yes. you're kind of you're known for that. And uh, how many TEDx's have you been to? So I used to count. I used to be able to know exactly how many, and I and it, it helps me listen to take notes. So I have you know five notebooks full of each one of. You know, notes from each one I've been to. Um, I don't know an exact number anymore. It's over 80. Oh, what? Uh, over 80. So this year, yeah, things have slowed down. The Bay Area used to have about 30 licensees. And so it was it was easy to go to 8 or 10 just in the Bay Area. Sure. Um, but some of them have, have stopped doing events. TEDx Monterey did five, and then, and then the folks went on to do other things. Um, TEDx San Mateo was a one-off, TEDx Soma did two events, TEDx Los Gatos was a one-off, and so on. So, so there are fewer events around, um, but there's still lots of wonderful events. Coming up in April is TEDx Berkeley at UC Berkeley, TEDx Stanford. Um, later this year will be TEDx Dogpatch in the Dogpatch area of San Francisco, TEDx Napa Valley, TEDx Marin, TEDx Sonoma County. Um, I'm hoping TEDx Santa Cruz does another event this year. Um, and high schools have started doing them, which is yep, really yep, exciting. Yep. And in most cases that I've encountered, it's students driving it, not faculty or staff. Right. 
And so I get I get an email from a student, you know, organizer or committee member saying, hey, we're doing an event, you know, such and such time. Can we borrow the speaker rug? Oh, <laughs> that's, and that's how I hear about the events. So I, I have two speaker rugs that I loan to, to any event that wants it for free. Well, that, that's what hacking the red circle is all about, is how, how do you get people on and off that that circle? What, what TED, um, given unlimited budget and time, where what TEDx would you like to go visit? So uh, two or three years now, I have watched some of the simulcast of TEDx Amsterdam. And I think that looks like an amazing event. And you I know, love, you're the second person today that said that. Yeah, I would love to go visit uh, TEDx Amsterdam, TEDx Sydney. I have good friends in Sydney. And, sure. uh, and uh, that's, that's Ramos. That's Watch Ramos. Yep. And I love, you know, really like him and, and would love to go to that event. Um, and those are my top two. Yeah, TEDx. You know what? Sydney did. Uh, some of the Sydney people are on the Santa Barbara team uh, for okay. TEDx Santa Barbara because we have our all of our marketing is all done by a company that is in Santa Barbara and in Sydney, and nice. so they've got so our social media person is the social media person for Sydney, and we learned that last year they asked what is your favorite food that evokes a home memory like what is hmm. that thing you grew up on. And then this year, well, it was two years ago. Then last year, they brought all of that food in. Now, mind you, they have 3,000 people. Right. So lunch for 3,000 of all the things that your mom made. Wow. How cool is that? So that is great. It wasn't just Vegemite, huh? No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, What is it um, that you've gone out of your way to, again, with 30 TEDx's in the Bay Area, what makes Sunnyvale unique? What makes it more Sunnyvale than anything else? Okay. Um, well, just to, to update things, there are only about a dozen, well, maybe there are 30. There, uh, um, you can edit that out. Um, what makes TEDx Sunnyvale unique? When I worked on TEDx San Jose, one of the things as co-curator, one of the things that uh, caused everything that caused a lot of stress ultimately came back to money. Mm. So issues of, you know, which audio, which AV equipment do we rent? Um, um, what AV company do we hire to edit things? Um, uh, what hall do we rent? How much food do we get? Um, uh, you know, how much, and all of that increases your budget, which then says you need to, either charge more for tickets or for attendance or, um, and then pushing tickets and, and filling the hall. Um, it all distracts from, um, you know, the speaker coaching and the, and the, the messages, the stories that you want the people Mm -hmm. on the red circle to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to, be able to do TEDx events where a lot of that stress was just not there. And so I was asked to help out at TED Global in 2011 in Edinburgh. And on the way over there, I had an idea. And then at, uh, at the event, I, I spoke with Salome and, and told her my idea. Um, and it's this. The rules for a TEDx event are uh, pretty pretty straightforward 
um, TED wants to make sure that TEDx events maintain the same integrity and the same uh, high signal to noise ratio as sure. main TED. Yeah. So no selling from the stage, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's also they also have the brilliant rule of a certain amount of your content has to be videos from right. TED.com. Right. And at the time, the, the number was 25% of your content. I thought, what if I did 100% of my content of videos from TED.com? And, but in every other way, it's a, it's a TEDx event. It has a theme, it has sessions. The talks are carefully curated to flow together and work together. There's, there are serious talks. There there are talks that evoke emotion. There are talks that, that, that involve your, your head and and your intellect. Um, primarily there's art, there's dancing, et cetera. It's a TEDx event. It's just none of the speakers of their live. So, wow. And wow. I did, I did and, not know that. And so, okay, help me out. How do, um, how's the audience reaction on that? Okay. So the other thing is it's, I keep, I keep the audience very small. I don't have hundreds of people. I was, uh, I'm a member of a, of a place uh, called tech shop that lets me use the conference room for free. So we could accommodate 30, maybe 40 people at, at most. Um, my first event, uh, which we, we gave the theme prototype because we were trying out this idea, um, my budget was $18. What? And, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to that later uh, when we talk about what my best hack was. Um, but I got sandwiches donated by the venue, um, a local coffee shop donated coffee and pastries. Um, we had effectively no expenses except the name badges. And, uh, and I didn't charge anyone to attend. Wow. So, and we, and the other thing is we didn't have to edit and post videos afterwards. Right. Cause you so, didn't record any. Right. So we were able to build a community, um, and move very quickly, uh, in terms of planning and setup and, and so on. Um, and I learned an important lesson that day what as was well. That? What was that? My view was that I would that that this event would be like being at a TED Live event where you're watching a simulcast of an event happening on another stage in another right. city. Right. Right. And so my initial idea was that we would watch an entire session of talks, and then we'd have a break and talk, and mingle and and right. do all the things that are so important to TED. I got up. I introduced myself. I explained what TED is. I explained what TEDx is. I showed them. I had we had a, a room full, small room full of people. Everyone got to introduce themselves. Um, we um, I showed the mandatory TEDx introductory video, and then I showed the first video, and started showing my second video. And people in the room said, "Whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We want to talk about the video we just saw." Mm. And I said, oh, well, that, that wasn't in the plan. You know, mm, this, mm. this was just going to be, we're going to watch a whole bunch of videos and then talk. And people said, well, heck, if we're just going to sit and watch videos, I can do that at home. You know, we're all here together. We want to interact. We want to talk. And I realized they were absolutely right. So from then on, after every video, we talked about them. Wow. And that would be impossible at an event with live speakers. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, but this is something I learned from my attendees. Uh, it also meant that um, I had to learn how to program less because 
it was taking two to three hours to get through an hour and a half worth of videos. Uh, and so I always end up having too much material. Um, the other thing that we do is um, I post a playlist with links to all the talks um, so that anyone that wanted to reproduce the same experience of the same sessions, etc., um, could just go to the playlist and, and play those same talks. It, I had also pulled a few commercials from various places online, right, etc. Right, right. There's stickles, you know, like TED. Sure, does. sure, sure. Um, and so that's uh, that's how TEDx Sunnyvale got started. We've done four of our events have been simulcasts of someone else's event. As I mentioned, the the uh, TED Global in 2012, the two TED Exchange uh, simulcasts we did, um, and we just did a viewing party in January. Uh, of the folks from New Zealand that went to Australia to TEDx Scott Base, oh. a viewing party of that. We were the only one in California, and nice. uh, that was that was. So a lot you of- can you can pull that group together pretty quickly, and you don't need to get a license to do that. It's only if it's a viewing well, we, party. It's a viewing party. Well, for the viewing party, we didn't. Although maybe we should have. I haven't checked back with uh, with. Uh, Brian and the folks at TED headquarters, but for all the other events, we absolutely got a license. Right. Of course. Um, And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, so this is, I, I mean, I love where this is going. One of the things I'm, I, in all these conversations, I'm talking, you know, to people who, as you know, there is just a ton of work that's typically done. I mean, you figured out, you know, I I think you're, you know, the biggest dragon for you was like money and, you know, let's just take that off the table and do all of these other things. But where's your superpower? Would you say, I mean, I I can think of a few, but I'd like to hear what you think your superpower is. Right. I, my superpower, it'll be interesting to see if uh, you agree with this or not, or if you have other things, but I think my superpower is in collaborating and connecting people. Got it. Um, and one of my missions with TEDx Sunnyvale is comes out of as I was attending uh, other TEDx events in the Bay Area, I saw that that most of the other organizers um, were friendly and and open to collaborating, but at the same time they were very focused on you know the 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 event they had in front of them. There were some organizers who were a um, little more possessive of their speakers, their sponsors, you know, a little competitive, you know, don't go, you know, come to mine, don't go to theirs, etc. cetera. Huh. Um, and I didn't think, I don't think that's healthy. Um, I think every event can create and draw its own community, but there are some people that would like to go to multiple events and be part of the multiple local groups. And so I one of our go- one of our purposes with TEDx Sunnyvale is to pr- promote all the TEDx events in the Bay Area. And so if you go to TEDxSunnyvale.com slash events, I list everything that I know of that's coming up. Um, you know and- what I you know what I did? Um, and I posted about this on the Facebook page, which I love the resources we have, right? The the hub and the Facebook page right. was it was something having to do with um, how do we find out where other events are within a like right. a two-hour radius, and I said it's a simple hack, which is to go to the event page, 
just say go look for events that are coming up in the next two months, three months that are within this range, and boom, you have a map, and then you can I embed that map in my newsletter. Nice. So I'm always I'm promoting because you know I'm based in Santa Barbara, and I've got um, there's TEDx uh, Cal Poly north of us. There's Conejo with Don Levy south of us. Uh, there's Camarillo. We just helped them produce that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kimberly was the speaker coach for them and they did a, it was in the library. It was fantastic for a show Great. and we're helping uh, long beach now. So there's, you know, there's lots of folks within a range. So I, I love that you're doing that. What in this, so you've seen a lot of Ted and, and we also, <laughs> also, uh, uh, we have a Bay area TEDx organizers, Facebook group now, oh. um, TEDx, TEDx Santa Cruz, Three years ago, put on a Bay Area TEDx organizers workshop, a full day workshop. Um, so, and and also, I have a four foot and an eleven foot TEDx speaker rug that uh, that I loan out. So we do whatever we can to collaborate. So people here in the show may uh, may ping you for that. So um, what what in all of this? I mean, you've seen a lot of TED. Um, what's the biggest surprise? Do you think? about, you know, being an organizer and being involved. I think of it as like the behind the curtain, right? You know, the speaker is going to answer that differently. The attendees answer it a little differently, but as an organizer. So my biggest surprise was that no matter how much you've prepared in advance um, and how hard you've worked the day before the event, the day of the event, you're still likely to be really, really stressed. Mm. And that is just not, I've learned that's just natural. And if you're, if you don't have a little stage fright, you're not alive. And <laughs> just, uh, just go with it. Um, so stay with that for a second. Cause, cause you're right. Do you, um, so you're the MC cause yes. you're introducing these and then you're the facilitator yes. of the conversation and, um, I mean, you love people, you love collaborating, you've said that, and you love connecting, so that's really fun. Oh, a side question. What's the, um, what's the mix of re- alumni in your group? It's like when you do an event, is is always the same people, or do you have a 20% new blood, or how's that work? Yeah, it's 20 to 30% new blood. Right. Um, we also can can have people just walk in that, that are in the building and we say, you know, welcome, we have space, you know, on the door to the room. And we, we always have two, three people just join us that I love that. didn't know, didn't even know about us beforehand. I love that. Um, but yeah, we have, we have some, some folks that, uh, you know, a lot of returning folks. Listeners to the show know that I'm really interested in dragons. I love dragons. Uh, with you, no matter how good the story is, there's always a dragon somewhere, someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what dragon? I'm, I'm guessing what the dragon is, but tell me what you think your dragon was or is. I'm um, keeping a team over the long term oh. because oh. Uh, people have moved. People's lives have moved on, and and yeah. people. Have- out of town, um, people who were really, really passionate, um, their lives have moved in other directions and they're still willing to support us, you know, on Facebook or willing to attend, but, you know, no longer have the bandwidth to help plan, etc. cetera. Um, so that, that is my biggest challenge, uh, uh, is just the team itself and, and 
keeping them, you know, keeping a team going, you know, over the long term. Not everyone is as, is as addicted to TEDx as I am. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're definitely tipping the scale uh, in I that quit, direction. I could quit any time I wanted, honest. I could quit any time. I know. And, you know, the, the fun part of it is that, you know, we're all addicted to something. And yep. uh, this is a really a, a good one to be addicted to. Yes. You, so you're a veteran. You've been around. But you also, I'm going to guess, by going to so many TEDx's, that you run into first timers. Mm-hmm. And what what advice what advice would you give a veteran? Because I think there's, there's, there's this... Uh, uh, a badge of honor that we wear, like I've done all these TEDx's and, you know, you meet all these other, and they, they feel like they've been there, done that, and they know everything, which mm-hmm. is, is an indicator that they don't. But mm-hmm. still, what advi- one piece of advice would you give to a veteran? And then for that person who's considering, because, you know, there's people who won't listen to the show that are thinking about getting into this world, and they figure if they can listen to some old dogs like us, they, you know, they'll, they'll get really excited and want to go do it. Right. So for veteran, um, my advice is to keep it fresh for your team, even if that means giving up something you love and letting someone else take it on, you know, giving giving someone the uh, the chance to, you know, even give them the permission to fail. Um, But. uh, um, So give me an example of keeping learn to let go. Learn. Oh, I love that. Um, it, cause, cause as a, as a veteran organizer, you know, it, it's easy to start thinking of it as your event and it's not, you know, it's really the community's event and you're the curator of it. Uh, so you're, you're keeping it going for the community. Um, but other members of your team, you know, likely want to be able to do some of the things you're doing and, and help them do that. Let them do that. Um, even if it makes you a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm hearing that more and more, and I know that the coaching uh, on the TEDx site is about you know building a sustainable long term plan for yourself, right? You know, right. we're in Santa Barbara. We you know we did TEDx American Riviera, which you came down and and visited us. Thank you. There's um, one, there's one talk I still think about all the time. Well, which one was see, that? Whenever I see a penny on the ground, oh, I think penny. John. Yeah, yeah, JSB, uh, who went on and uh, just created a documentary called uh, Santa Barbara Teen Press and mm-hmm. uh, taken his life in a completely wonderful direction. He just loves, he just loves kids. Um, so for first-timers, advice. So for first-timers, you know, do your homework. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, on the day of the – do, do your, the best you can to plan – um, uh, remember everyone that, you know, is working on your team is excited and enthusiastic. Um, yeah. remember that, that everyone who attends wants you and wants the team and wants the event to succeed yes. at the same time, as soon as the music starts, you know, or stops, um, and it's time for the, the introductory video and the MC to go on stage, you know, as soon as, as soon as that time starts, it's like sitting in a roller coaster. As soon as they release the brake and you start yep. coasting, it's happening. Yeah. And it's going to happen. It's got its own momentum. And no matter how much you plan, there are things that aren't going to work quite right. 
Right. Um, and they're going to be wonderful, happy accidents as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just be present in the moment, roll yeah. with it. Um, um, don't apologize for stuff. Just go with it. Everyone's on the journey with you. They all want it to succeed. Um, just relax and enjoy it with them. I, I love that. That's um, I've just a couple of years ago just started meditating and mm-hmm. learning how to be present. I mean, it's all about just be you know being very present. And you mm-hmm. would have think California hippie culture. I would have figured that out a long time ago. I didn't. <laughs> uh, but that combined with also two years ago taking up improv and learning okay. how about being present. And so that that advice is spectacular advice to, to and to enjoy it. I mean, you've worked hard. You've worked a year on this thing most times, right? And and just enjoy it. Um, yes, and yeah, <laughs> good job. Your for your next event. Um, whatever that event is, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, so it'll be after Ted, uh, sometime this summer when, you know, when there aren't other, other events, uh, happening around here after maker fair, probably, um, I have this idea, uh, given that we're a video only format, um, I have this idea of having the attendees curated. So the first people to sign up will, will come up with a theme. Um, and then we'll ask for submissions of talks to that fit that theme, and then we'll assemble that into the sessions. Uh, so it'll be participatory, it'll participatory uh, by the community even before they show up uh, for the event. Um, I love I, that. That's a way to get them really involved, right? And there's, uh-huh. do you have an accurate count of how many talks there are to select from? Have any idea? Uh, I don't know how many that is anymore. There are, there are, and we also uh, will pull TED talks. We'll also pull TEDx talks. Sure, we'll also sure. occasionally pull other talks. But you know, over fifty thousand. I don't, I don't. Oh, it's it's, way a, over it's, it's yeah. a staggering number. I got to go to New York uh, before the holidays, and uh, they've got the video servers and, uh-huh. uh, behind glass. And yeah. then projected on the glass, it shows how many videos are being watched in real time, and wow. the number. And it's just the number is just spinning, spinning, spinning. It's staggering. Um, wow. The you know, and again, you know, let's uh, remind the audience we were around when Ted was a secret. He had to get invited. Uh, there were no videos. You got sent a box of DVDs three to four months later. Um, mm-hmm. There was no online video. There was none of that kind of stuff. Right. So it's, um, it's, and it's, do you find that, uh, off, off question, but when people come to our TEDx in Santa Barbara, they don't quite understand that they're not at TED. They think they're at TED. You right. know, I mean, and, and it's really important that we set it's as TEDx, it's as, you know, it's local, it's all of that. But they, in their, the feeling they got, and I think that's good, but I'm curious, what do your member or audience members get from that? They feel like they were at a TED event. Yes. Yes. Mm. And, and what's interesting, people in general don't know about the TED conference. They, they're like, oh, there's a TED Talks coming to town or you're going right, to right, TED Talks. Right, right, right. That's, that's how they name it. Um, I, I am very careful in my Facebook posts, in on our website, on any emails I blast out to be very specific that we're an independently organized local yes. event yeah. modeled after Ted under license yeah. from Ted and so on. 
And also at the beginning of the day, when I get up and introduce myself, I explain a little bit about the origins of TED and the origins of TEDx right. um, and thank them for coming to help you know, put this together. Um, so back, back when I was helping with the, uh, with that, uh, my first TEDx event where I was co-curator, there were speakers and a band and some sponsors that misunderstood and thought they were dealing with TED. And once it was made clear to them that they weren't, they suddenly were a lot less interested in, in working with us. And so I think it's really important you know, up front to make sure they understand that, that we're local um, and we're, we're under license and we're part of the overall community, but we are not, we are not, uh, you know, Ted. We're we, part of the overall Ted tribe, but we are not Ted. And it feels so excellent to be a part of that organization that's so much larger, that's pure community driven, pure volunteer, that... Um, everybody, you know, we've, we all set the bar for ourselves so high, uh, right. when our speakers get on the stage, you know, that's a high stakes situation and they, they know that and they appreciate it and they all want to bring it. Well, the, yeah. the name of the show is hacking the red circle. And I, I, I know that what's interesting about all volunteer and every, every dollar you spend, you have to go raise, um, you've got to find ways to hack it. You've got to find ways to to hack the. I mean, you did. You. I mean, you, right. your hack was perfect. I mean, I like that. But um, we've talked about that. What's what's your best hack for organizers? So, so one of my pet peeves um, at events, you know, especially meetups and smaller events, is the little slap on "Hi, my name is Bob" name badge oh, yeah, that yeah. starts. You know that that first off, most people write their own name illegibly, you know, with the Sharpie or marker. Yep. Yep. Number two, it starts peeling off as soon as you put it on. Yep. And I wanted to do something um, more permanent and more clever. Um, and I was holding the event in a hacker space and I had just learned how to use the laser cutters. Ooh. And so for $18, my sole budgetary item, <laughs> um, I bought a sheet of eighth-inch cherry plywood and laser-edged personal name badges for everyone attending. Oh my gosh! Um, and it had the we had it had the TEDx Sunnyvale logo. It had the name of the event, the date, um, the theme, and then everyone's name. And it was, and yeah, it was. Uh, and I didn't really know the tools I was using very well, so it was a, a trial and error process. Um, but I got them uh, done for everyone. Um, and it was a great idea. Unfortunately, it wasn't all that legible um, the, the, on the cherry plywood. So for our second event, I got some red acrylic. That was a little more expensive than $18. That was $20. Got some red acrylic and then a can of special blue spray paint, plastic spray paint, and covered the acrylic, and then with the laser etched away the blue paint. Ooh. And so it was enormously uh, visible, but in the end it was plastic. Um, and also with the laser cutter, you can cut the, you know, you cut the outside of the badge, you cut the little slot for the badge holder, and so on. Um, so for the third time I did this, I remembered that I had a, sh a four foot by eight foot sheet of, dry of, uh, of uh, whiteboard 
in my garage that I had used 10 years earlier in my home office. So I grabbed that, cut it into strips, etched, uh, uh, cut and etched those. And so I was etching the white off the surface into the brown masonite below. Um, and then, and all I etched was the person's name. And I left white strips at the top and bottom. And then I used um, some stickers and just inkjet print them, printed them with the name of the event and the theme and so on. And I used stickers with removable adhesive, like post-it notes. And so cut those up and stuck those on the badge. And so people had this badge that that's, was a souvenir of the event and had the event name and theme and their name on it, but they could peel the sticker part off and use it as a permanent name badge for other events. Oh, you could write on with a with a marker or sharpie fun. and wipe it off and so on. I love it. That see, all of that is good. I just love that. Is learning how to figure stuff out. Is that maybe that comes from being an engineer and being around hardware and you know it it I it, that's probably a part of it, right? I got to uh, I got to guess. Yeah, uh, it, it all comes from somewhere and trial and error. I know it. Gordon, thank you so much for being a part of uh, our early shows here. I appreciate your um, your support and enthusiasm. You always have just a great smile on your face. It's always fun to run into you. And uh, people who don't know you can look for the Hawaiian shirt and the hat. And uh, you're known for that. We'll get a nice picture of you for the show. Thank you so much great. for joining us here and on Hacking the Red Circle. And we'll see you at TED. See you at TED. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.